give us the time, we give you the wine. Yes, that's right. As they've said, podcasting is old men talking and young men crying. Because the truth <laughs> hurts, baby. Bang! Bam. Two noobs talking, coming at you. Episode 141. Holy sugar tits. Wow. Over here. <laughs> you didn't even rehearse that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Over here, this is just John Tracy. Over here, this is much Matt Craig. I in the middle am sus Steve Murray. That's a word the kids use these days. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, But let's kick off episode 141, gentlemen. John, how are things down in the great sweltering state of Texas? Hot. Hot ass. I guessed right. What a shocker. Yeah, hot ass is what it is. We are are not in the summer yet, and we are are creeping to the 100 degrees. Um, It's a It's a coming. Uh, yeah, we've had we've had yeah. lovely temperatures for the most part here this spring, and uh, so I've been able to keep the air conditioning off. Awesome. Although I'm gonna throw it to Matt, I'm assuming he's gonna bring up why I've had to have the air conditioner on the last few days. <laughs> yeah, even though it hasn't been that hot, Matt, how are things <clears throat> for you, sir? Well, let's just say it's been a little smoky out there, uh, Steve, uh, for the most part, uh, which I would love to thank the Canadian Prime Minister for setting off all the wildfires in Quebec province. Thank you, Justin Trudeau. You're a piece of crap. Jerk. Um, No, kidding. Uh, (laughs) Wednesday was one wild day. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, Steve, to be perfectly honest here, up here in the Northeast. uh, To see that, it was eerie. It was weird. It felt weird it felt like you were in a fire pit up here i mean i don't know what else to really describe it as but it was like i hope i'd never see something like that again in a very 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 long time i don't know about you yeah it was yeah same so we yeah. might as well get to it uh i've got a two noobs special report oh. nice. to share about that so here we go cue the music <laughs> Trying to do the KYW thing. (laughs) I had that thing as a text message thing for a while, and it really it it got me to a point where I'm so annoyed with that sound I can't. It It just infuriates me (laughs) because of the text that were attached to that noise. Well, then I apologize. I'll post in advance of that, Johnny. Sorry about that. (laughs) You didn't know. You didn't know. My trouble is not your problem. So, So this this basically chronicles my adventures last Wednesday. Oh, boy. Um, first thing first is when I uh, went out around lunchtime to just to the mailbox for about 30 seconds. Mm. So this is me <laughs> going out to, nice. to my mailbox. Nice. Um, I didn't see well, any of them, though. Yeah, the, the pterodactyls, I don't know what that was all about anyway. <laughs> but, uh, and this is me after I got back inside. Yeah, As you can right. tell... My eyeballs were highly irritated. Yeah. Uh, my skin was not looking too good either. My hair was just a, a wreck. Um, and then later that night, I had a hockey game. So uh, here's uh, here's me and the boys rolling into the hockey game. <laughs> so yeah. a, as you could see, it was a uh, it was an interesting day. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So one we never ever hope to see again. I mean, it was weird. That was a weird, weird ass day. No doubt about that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right. So, (laughs) yeah. Thanks, Justin Trudeau. You piece of crap. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll segue from that pain into more pain. Brought to you by W.GG. The W is not bringing you the pain. We're bringing it to you. (laughs) They are letting us bring it to you. Yes. By sponsoring us, you go to W.GG. That's D-U-B-B-Y.GG. Pick your favorite flavor. Uh, hopefully, it's not Smoky Bear or you know whatever. Um, yes. But uh, you enter the promo promo code two noobs talking t o o noobs talking and get ten percent off your order. So Dubby is bringing us the fun fact and the over forty rant, right, Matt? You're going to do an over forty? Yeah, I'll do an over forty, but okay, maybe not necessarily the, a rant though. But okay, yeah. let's do the let's do the over forty, and then we'll get well, we'll hit the fun fact. Though. Yeah, I oh. guess this is an over forty fun uh, hobby. I've done. As go. you guys know, I'm a huge Lego um, collector. You're a Lego? Oh, collector. Lego. Okay. <laughs> Let me finish the sentence. I'll, you know, Sorry. Well. Uh, and I recently completed the Batcave Shadow Box that recently came out 
in the Lego store. The moment I saw it on Lego.com, I was like, instantly got to have it. Uh, it was based off of the 1992 movie Batman Returns. Instantly got to have it. I'm going to throw a picture of it up here on screen. And uh, guys, it was a fun build. Um, 29 individual bags of Legos, hmm. totaling close to 4,000 individual pieces. Jeez. Um, I, it is crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And moving parts within this Batcave. There's uh, Bruce Wayne's chair spins 360 degrees there's also rotating computer screens that he can look at there's also a draw i guess you could say like a vault that drops down like a drawbridge contains the cap cape and the cowl for batman nice and then further on there is a a batarang vault that kind of opens doors like this and closes them like that pretty cool and then the final piece is basically the uh, where the batmobile is it sits on sits on a raised platform and you can lift it up Holds in a position, you can shoot the Batmobile out of the Batcave, and then just press the button, and it, boom, closes the door. I mean, it's the coolest thing I've ever built uh, by far. And then, of course, like the the best part is really the logo itself is just gigantic. And so when you close it all up, it's really cool. You can kind of see inside of the Batcave and things along those lines. Really cool build. Uh, it took me about three days, which I was amazed at. Um, each bag took me about 20 minutes to complete, 20 to 30 minutes, really, depending. But yeah, it was a lot of fun to build. Oh my gosh, tons of fun. And given the prices Lego is charging, we've set up a GoFundMe page yes. for Matt <laughs> uh, because he had to take out a second mortgage to pay for this. Uh-huh. Thing. Yeah. So uh, help him out. Please. <laughs> Tutubstalking at gmail.com. Just send anything. <laughs> All right, from from Matt's second home to the fun fact, John, what do you got for us? So, so I have a little three-part uh, fun fact, just two things that I learned right before we went on, and one's relevant to today, the day that we are uh, um, recording, June 10th. Okay. 2005, the Phantoms beat Chicago for the call to Yeah, Cup. there you so, go. And I was there. And you that were there. That is awesome. That is awesome. I, I when I saw that when I saw that come across the Twitter feed, I was like, man, I miss those jerseys. Yeah. I, I miss I miss all everything about the Phantoms. It brought back so much Great joy memories, of so. hockey. Yeah, because I, I just miss all of that. John, wasn't it that the same day that the Phillies won in a walk-off homer? Probably, what but my, my my second fact has to do with the walk-off home round last night. There you go. So on June 9th, 6-9, Kyle mm-hmm. Schwarber hit his 69th home run as a Philadelphia Philly. There you go. Which is always cool. Yeah. I like when things happen. Kind of like just line yeah. up. That I, it just yeah. makes me smile. But my yeah. my real fun fact that I have. I didn't, I didn't know he was a perv, but okay. Yes. He totally. <laughs> he totally uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past him being, you know, like naughty talker, you know, to grown adults, but not, you know. Of course. <laughs> He's yeah. not a perv. He's just. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awfully coincident. I'm just yes. saying. <laughs> so moving on to, to, to speaking of this man, Kevin Love. I found this out last week. Kevin Love has gone to five finals as really? a player. They're the wow. the five times he's gone to the finals are the only five times he's gone to the playoffs. So I've solved the Sixers issue. Huh. Just get Kevin Sorry Love up. and get into the playoffs. You'll be fine. You're going to the finals instantly. But wait, <laughs> so hold on a second though. Hmm. He's only been he's been to the finals five times, but I think he's only won once. No, he's only won right? once. Yes, he's only won. <laughs> Don't matter. He won with the Cavs, but Don't all matter. five times yeah. he's been in the playoffs, he's made it to the finals. So I'm just so the twelfth man on the him. bench. <laughs> just, yep. just sit there. When Joe gets in, instantly he'll go to the finals. Because <laughs> <laughs> the logic I have. Might as well. Might as well at this uh, point, right? Yeah. Right. Try yeah. anything. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So we had a three for there, people. You. So you better hit that subscribe button. Yes. You know. Yeah. Seriously. I'm working hard yeah, over here. Pay for that. Like, <laughs> share, right. and subscribe. Two noobs talking. Come on. Right. Do it. Why haven't you done it yet? I'm not going on until you do it. We're both, just gonna both, we're just gonna both, stop both, right both, here. Both, we're both, just both. gonna That's guys. We'll just like come on, just hang. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm good. I got stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> I felt you. I felt you hit that subscribe button. All right, topic one. Here we go. 
USA Today. Oh, bumping mm. New York Times. Thank God. Oh, the yeah. crayon of the newspaper world, Steve. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we couldn't have the Times go three weeks in a row. That was yeah, exactly. Silly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and so dank, it's illegal, literally. Mm. Man barred from smoking medical weed after neighbor sues. Mm. I think you'll find this is a little, little strange, mm. I think. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to read it. And you judge for yourself. You so following a three-year-long legal battle, a Washington, D.C. judge banned a man from smoking medical marijuana in his home after his neighbor filed a lawsuit claiming the smell drifted into her home and made her sick. Mm. Judge Ebony Scott ruled this week that Thomas Cackett has a license to purchase medical marijuana, or although he has a license to purchase medical marijuana, he does not possess a license to disrupt the full use and enjoyment of one's land, nor does his license usurp this long-established right. Mm. According to court documents, Josefa Ippolito Shepard sued Cackett who lives in the ground-level apartment in an adjacent duplex. Mm. And her neighbor, Angela Farsarotu, mm-hmm. who owns the duplex in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Ippolito Shepard alleged in her complaint that Cackett smokes marijuana 24-7 and that the foul and pungent odor enters and permeates her home, making her violently sick. The case was originally dismissed in 2021 when a judge found Ippolito Shepard failed to state a claim on the sole ground that smoking marijuana in one's home is legal in the District of Columbia and therefore cannot constitute an actionable nuisance. But a court of appeals reversed that dismissal and the case was reopened last year. Mm. And obviously the decision has now come down in her favor. Mm. Matt, I'll go to you first. Um, How's it sound? How's it smell to you? Uh, it smells pretty fishy there, uh, Steve. No, I'm kidding. Um, th- this is this is a tough one, to be perfectly honest with you guys. Um, you know, I've relatively recently, it seems like, with the use of medical marijuana as a way to kill off pain, from what I understand. I know Riley Cote, Nash, uh, Nasty Knuckles podcast, advocates for it. You know, he's big into that as well. And I don't doubt that I think it does it benefit, uh, probably. Um, but I know that I have been in a home, uh, once before, like one of my friends years ago smoked marijuana and it is one of the more pungent cigarette, you know, odors that you could possibly smell. It's not pleasant. It's very sweet. It, it, you know, it just doesn't, you know, it's not like a regular cigarette smoke or even cigar smoke. Cigar has a very distinctive um, you know, odor to it, which I can tolerate. Most people can't, but I can tolerate I that. Yeah, that's that's hard for the most part. This is, I, I, you know, if he's smoking in there 24-7, that's a problem, I think. I think if you're lighting up all the time, that's a bit of an issue there. And I'm not so sure that's really a medical use for if you're using it all the time. There's something going on there that's a little fishy well to say the least but yeah the the 24 7 may have been an exaggeration i think so uh, too yeah continuing on in the article kakit a restaurant manager testified that he smokes medical marijuana two to three minutes per day to help him sleep and alleviate pain mm. caused by various health problems he told the court he smokes outside on the patio to abide by a no smoking clause in his lease mm. but that farsarotu allowed him to smoke inside when the weather is bad oh. Scott ruled that Cackett had created a nuisance but stopped short of awarding damages to Ippolito Shepard because she failed to provide medical evidence proving the marijuana smoke had made her sick. Mm. Uh, Scott barred Cackett and anyone who visits him from smoking or burning marijuana in any way that emits an odor at his home or within 25 feet of Ippolito Shepard's home. Mm. Uh, Since filing her lawsuit, Ippolito Shepard has gotten messages from many other people in similar situations to stress that she supports the decriminalization of marijuana, Mm -hmm. but hopes to advocate for legislative changes that would allow others to resolve similar situations without having to go through the court system. Mm. So, John, when we talked about this in pre-production... Leaving aside the the legality of medical marijuana mm-hmm. or recreational or whatever, mm-hmm. the idea of this was something that somebody was doing within the privacy of their home, mm-hmm. and now they are prevented from doing it, um, but because it was intruding on someone else's home, mm. how do you 
see this decision? Was it a good uh, good decision or not? It's it's a good decision because you can't he, he can't smoke marijuana and affect somebody else that is not mm-hmm. but whether it's medical or not. It does, he's on the patio, blows into a window, makes another person miserable. So mm-hmm. I agree with that ruling. Mm-hmm. They could have come up with it didn't bother um the per the person who rented him the place that when the weather's bad you can smoke inside. Why can't he just smoke inside or smoke in the basement or somewhere? Maybe go out front where it's not like I don't know why they had to go to court. Can't you just make this can't you figure this out and not be a nuisance to somebody? Because that's mm. to me, that's what this is more about. It's not having the common decency to not light up right there where it's going to affect someone. I know there, there's, you know, it, she might live really close, but can't you go to the park? Other side <laughs> can't of the you go house. for a walk? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Someplace else, yeah. Yeah. If it's really two to three minutes a day, yeah. take a stroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. I would agree with that. I'm with I'm with Matt. I mean, I, I've mm-hmm. I've smelled that before. It mm-hmm. stinks, and yeah. cigarettes yeah, stink, it's... and cigar smoke stinks, and other mm-hmm. garbage. John stinks. <laughs> um, <laughs> he... I, you know, lots of th- things stink, and, and if yes. you're if you are doing something that is causing that odor to go into somebody's house, I don't care if what you're doing is technically legal. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. illegal. If you're affecting someone else's <laughs> enjoyment of their house, making them sick or not. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be smelling that crap in my own home. Mm-hmm. That's intruding into my home. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. I think that's probably the better. And the problem too is you're, we're talking about a duplex and you know, or a condominium, something along those lines, guys. You know, in that regard, mm-hmm. so people are living one on top of another. And I know, like in my condo here, there is a known smoking policy. You mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the only time you do smoke, it's outside on your patio. That's it. No, nothing indoors. None of that stuff because it does. Like you smell it if it's indoors. You don't smell it as much outside uh, in that regard. I don't know if anybody in my association, though, that has ever been like, let's just say, using medical marijuana in around the entire complex. I've never smelled it or anything of that sort. But, you know, that's, I think, a a large part of the issue here, too. The fact that it's a duplex to me says, okay, there's got to be something within the bylaws of that property that has to come to some sort of a resolution. Either there's got to be a a designated area away from the duplex that says, okay, this is where you can smoke, like in a gazebo somewhere. If it's raining, you can go there. Mm -hmm. Something like that, where I think if a duplex or or a condominium association can build a common area where you're away from everybody and you're able to go and just congregate there, perfectly fine with that. I think the issue, that's really, I think, where the resolution comes in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the... Indoor smoking bans are more because the smoke gets into everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. you're going to damage the property because now your walls are going to start smelling like smoke. Yeah. And that's 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 the main reason yeah. for the indoor yeah. ban. Yeah. But yeah. I've got firsthand experience with this. When I first moved out of my parents' house, I was living in an apartment. Mm-hmm. I was on the second floor yeah. and the neighbor below me would go outside because they couldn't smoke inside. They yep. would go outside to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that blew into my apartment immediately. It does, yeah, I, yeah, it sure does. Yeah, so I can I can sympathize with this woman, mm-hmm. um, but I agree. You know, a gazebo, uh, you know, a common area like that, away from where it could mm-hmm. be. I mean, it's one thing to be walking down the street and you pass through it. You know, that's, that's yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, that it, is what it is. That is what it is. But yeah. when it's actually coming into your living space, that's where I would have a big, big problem issue. with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Johnny, you live in an apartment complex, right? In, yes. in Texas. Is that the same deal for you? Completely non-smoking. You can't even smoke on the grounds. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. Which I, which I actually, being a being a former smoker, I love the fact that I don't have to smell, think, no cigarette yeah. butts on the ground, nothing. There's no, like, it is the entire complex is banned. And that is something. awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I hate the smell it, of cigarettes. Even though I do partake every once in a while, like with friends at a bar, you know, I'll just have a couple puffs here. But like for like the the everyday smoking, yeah. it's disgusting to me. I've, yeah. I've quit for like four, three or four years at this point. 
so, something like that. And yeah, that's good. It's been, it's been a while. But but I think also in pre-production, we talked about the larger issue here mm-hmm. of, um, you know, I'm going to do what I want for myself. Yes. Everyone else be damned. And this is just, you know, I, I, can, under, I can sympathize with the guy. He needs... Uh, you know, medical marijuana for pain relief. It's mm. it's not ideal to me, but it seems better than opioids, for God's sake. Yes, yes, um, sir. But you know, to to have to go through a legal battle because he refused to not go somewhere to smoke it that wouldn't impact others. I mean, we we, we talked about examples of just loud music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I've we've. I think we've all experienced that, and mm-hmm. you know, eleven o'clock at night, somebody's being a little too loud. Yeah, uh, it's pretty annoying, and it, it's it's preventing you from sleeping in your own house. You know, That's it, a it, bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. And we we live in a society. People. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I would have never guessed that. I don't know. Not not by <laughs> not by half these lawsuits. I wouldn't have guessed it is uh, <laughs> it's a society that. Uh, that people get along. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope this lawsuit lends some, uh, you know, legislative solutions where we can enjoy our homes without uh, others intruding upon them and having to go to court to defend them. Yeah. All right. That's enough of that. Yeah. Going into topic two. SoFi. 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 Title, Meet Passkeys, the Internet's new security system. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh is right. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> most of today's Internet passcodes require eight characters, three symbols, two capital letters, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, no, SoFi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Safe humor. Also... Be sure to choose something you'll remember every time you pull up the web page, even if you check to keep me logged in, and keep your phone handy for a two-factor authentication code. Anyway, oh. is all that really necessary just to access Matt's Starbucks rewards? <laughs> it won't be for long if the FIDO oh, cool. alliance has its way. There you go. Of course, they don't tell us what that acronym stands for, but nope. the FIDO alliance hmm. is a coalition of some of the world's biggest tech companies, including <gasps> Apple... Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. Oh, oh good lord nothing, almighty. Nothing bad could possibly come from a conglomeration of those four. Nothing. Uh, they came to, oh god, they came together a decade ago to find oh. a viable and secure alternative to the traditional text-based password. Apparently it's taken them a decade to figure this out. Well, it, it's, it's pretty standard for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon um, made no money for like 12 years, so. True, true. But now Fido thinks it might have found it. The pass key. The average person has almost 100 passwords, but the dominant mode of internet security isn't all that secure. Traditional passwords are notoriously easy to hack, no matter how strictly you follow the rules of making a strong password. I have a particularly strong one, but that's good. According to Microsoft, there are 1,287 password attacks every second, or roughly 111 million attacks every day. Wow. Take Microsoft's word for that. Yeah, I'm not taking Microsoft's word for that <laughs> at all. Great the tech companies of FIDO are in the process of building infrastructure that uses your biometric information to protect your online information oh. rather than a random string of words and numbers. No thanks. Pass keys work by saving your biometric data, like your face or fingerprint, to your device. You'd then be able to set to use said date to securely log in on any website or app. Nope. Oh, data. <laughs> Typo. SoFi. <laughs> Get with the program. <laughs> you can then be able to use said data uh, to securely log in on any website or app. I love it. Imagine using Apple's face or touch ID to also log into your email, banking app, and favorite social media channel. That is what Fido hopes to accomplish. Um, gentlemen. Hmm. No. <laughs> to accept giving yeah. Apple, Amazon, and others direct access to your biometric data oh. in favor of removing passwords. John, you are the least secure person on this planet. Yes. I'll turn it to you first. <laughs> no, no, I do not trust these people. I do not. And then none of them. The, those, 
those shysty individuals in all of those. No, now Jeff Bezos can't have anything from me. And he's, te- <laughs> and he's teaming up with with friends of Bill Gates. I, I don't trust it. At all. I don't, do not trust it. No, I don't think you. I understand you need a password, like your work computer, your yeah. your, your maybe your laptop that has banking information on it. You need a password. But are you really, really like everybody in your house is going to break into your stuff? Like, I don't think. I think it's more back end password stuff. Like my laptop shouldn't be able to get hacked on a local Wi Fi. Why aren't they working on that? But they're, mm-hmm. instead of the Oh, let's put your thumb on your device to make it easier for you. And then we get more information from you because mm-hmm. we're not allowed to just record it now. You have to give it to us. Mm. That's what I think about. It. I, I, I think they should be focusing on the back end security, not this BS, because mm. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Mm. Full, full disclosure. John just needs to swipe his phone to get mm-hmm. it. Um, Matt, are you protecting your Starbucks gift rewards account? With, <laughs> there he goes. Are you prepare? Are you uh, protecting your your? I lost my I, train of thought. Are you protecting your Starbucks rewards account yeah, with so, biometric data, or are you just going to go the traditional password? I actually do use multi-factor authentication. I actually do do that. Um, basically, for what do I do it for? I do it for my banking information. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. Everything else, not so much. It's just a regular password. Although there's always that, you know, maybe for something that's a service-oriented industry that requires it or something like that, I would go along with it. If there's any extra step I do, you know, want to take to do it, I do it. You know, that kind of a deal. Uh, but definitely for banking information, anything related to finance, credit scores, whatever the case may be, I will definitely use that. Um and that has proven to be very effective. You talk to any IT personnel out there, and they're gonna they're gonna want you to do that in that regard. Where I don't agree, and with I, I agree with Johnny on this, is to be able to use, let's just say, your thumbprint or your face or something along those lines. That you know, hey, you know, I can log in and all that kind of stuff. And I I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I understand the need for it, but I'm just not a big fan of using your own identification you know your thumbprint identification to to unlock whatever it needs to be unlocked um I, you know i get a sense like if i'm knocked out then someone could use my thumb to like open up my cell phone and then all of a sudden it's like i'm logged in something like that i, I pass I, on i'm that I'm envisioning more like a Mission Impossible type of thing. where <laughs> you do, So you, they get your thumbprint, and then Jeff Bezos prints out a fake thumb and puts it on his thumb, <laughs> and he's totally going in. Like, <laughs> and the Mythbusters proved that that can happen. So, I mean, you yes, know. they did. They, they did. did. And All those Bezos ago, yeah. would be the one to do it, personally. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. No question. Yeah. No, no question about it. Yeah. Anything that involves, like, the big, giant corporations, and I think that's really the big red flag here. Yes. Your Amazons, your Googles, your Apples, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh-uh-uh. No, no, no. Absolutely not. No. Not for them. You haven't done anything them. to prove to us that you're on the up and up. So just creating this is not... This is... No. Uh, to <laughs> me, I mean, ultimately whether you're using a thumbprint or facial recognition or something, there's still data yes. being sent somewhere. Captured. For, yes. So it's not like hackers in the future aren't going to be able to somehow replicate the data. Mm-hmm. I mean, true, it's going to be way more complicated than than figuring out the combination of one, two, three, four, five. Right. Um, but or password. But, or- yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Admin. Um, but, it, you know, like, <laughs> but you're still talking about data that could be replicated in some fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, including, you know, you go out in the world, you leave your yeah. fingerprints on everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, you know, I could set up a camera, catch a picture of your face, and maybe I can mm-hmm. replicate your face that way and, yeah. and mm-hmm. be able to input the data into your Amazon account mm-hmm. and buy, uh, you know, whatever it is you buy. Fill in the light, blank, yeah. Light bulbs. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I, I don't, I mean, yes, it's it's probably a step up from passwords, but if you're smart about your passwords and you do multi-factor authentication 
when it's important mm-hmm. and you don't use the same password for every website. You should be fine. Also important. Yes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, you should be in pretty good shape. Yep. And if something happens, usually there's ways to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I, yeah, I agree with you guys. I don't want big, uh, big tech. Not the big having tech all companies. my, bio, although I use my thumbprint to unlock my Samsung <laughs> phone. So I'm sure Samsung. Has my, good uh, Samsung my is doing thumbprint. something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Apple has your face, obviously, because of your. Well, yeah, but, but it, my very distinctive features to unlock yes. my phone. Oh, what, oh, wait a minute! Oh, wait a minute! What if I have a doppelganger out there who's I'm, got a very see? similar face? Right? Yeah. How close is it? I mean, John, you said you couldn't get your Apple phone to unlock it unless you had your glasses on. Yes. Yes. Right. So yep. you know, maybe it's maybe it's tricky, but uh, it was rude. Because even if they were down a little bit, I couldn't. <laughs> like, really? even if like they were on my nose a little bit because I was reading something. Like, yeah, yeah. And then I turned. I go to grab my phone. I'm like, why aren't you? And I have to like fix my phone. <laughs> like, what? Wait, which way did I look seven years ago when I put this thing on? Like, the thumbprint what? too is similar. Yeah. Like, if you don't have it on the phone, yeah, yeah, just the exact right, right yep. way, it's mm-hmm. not going to read it. And it's gonna, I, you know, you get failed attempts. Like, what did you do for five? I Locked out for three seconds. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I actually feel no, no. They, they do that to frustrate you. To, to, <laughs> they just do that. Those little things, like, because when you put your fingerprint, I've done tons of the fingerprint stuff. Because even. Yep. Different service industries, you need your th- your thumbprint to get in to do a manager override or something like that. It's a real quick way. Now they have the QR codes, which is way smarter. Why didn't they think of that 20 years ago? Um, and you could go right in with that. But these phones, you'd spend six months putting your thumbprint on that phone. And it goes in circles for hours upon hours and it's like come back tuesday and we'll we'll continue this fingerprint and then come back wednesday we'll continue and yeah exactly we're gonna take you through now hang upside down and do it and they ask you for all these things to set up your phone right but then when you go to do your when you do your thumbprint on a let's just say you just washed your hands and you're like i'm gonna get it up no, you can't yes. get in. No, you yeah. can't get in. No, you can't get in. No, you can't get. And then they shut your phone off after five times. Yeah. That's why for me, washing the hands, and then you go right to the phone, and like you can't do it. But uh, I six months ago, did you stand on your head to get them? <laughs> <laughs> like, they need to fix the background, not the foreground. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, they're, they're idiots. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's. I mean it. It's it's definitely one I think that if the, the the if the big tech companies weren't involved in something like this, guys, I think we would feel a little bit easier about it. But because <laughs> if it was the government, oh sure, let's do oh, it. If it's the government, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely the government will Stand definitely take care security of on that. I'll do now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, government's already trying to get big tech to hand over data, so yeah. why wouldn't they choose the biometric data as well? Yeah. Well, I'm glad John brought up uh, whether or not he was a conspiracy theorist because it's time to put his tinfoil hat on. Mm. John, your tinfoil hat. I don't. I don't have a tinfoil. Oh. <laughs> I'm wearing. Well, a six, I'm wearing a Sixers hat. That's conspiracy theory enough. No, that's oh, true. there you that's go. That's true. He's, you've got burner accounts galore. Yeah. Um, well, th- you may be in trouble without your tinfoil hat because apparently the aliens are here, so they could be reading your thoughts. Oh Uh-oh. well. Huffington Post article, which is an odd place to find the weird file, but I did. Well, there you go. Yes, I'll take credit for it this week. It was me. There you go. I'll raise my hand. (laughs) UFO bombshell. U.S. intelligence whistleblower says feds have intact craft. Uh Uh-oh. A whistleblower who served in the U.S. military and in several intelligence roles says the federal government has multiple craft of non-human origin and has been working overtime to cover it up. Uh, These are retrieving or yeah, these are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Call it spacecraft, if you will, non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. David Grush told News Nation on Monday evening. In some cases, agents found 
more than just vehicles. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, earlier in the day, the debrief reported that Grush has told both Congress and the U.S. Inspector General that this information was illegally withheld from lawmakers who have recently held hearings on UFO activity. Grush, who saw combat in Afghanistan, served several roles in the U.S. intelligence community and was the National Reconnaissance Office's representative to the UAP task force hmm. that is unidentified aerial phenomena, which is the government preferred term to you. Hmm. Uh, he told the debrief, the U S government and its contractors have been retrieving material for decades. Hmm. The material includes intact and partially intact vehicles. He told the website, which said the objects were analyzed and determined to be from non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin. He said he is already facing retaliation and has hired an attorney as he seeks whistleblower protection. Mm. Matt, mm. does this gentleman's background lend any credence to what he is saying? Because this isn't the typical Kansas yokel here. No, it is not. Um, that is true. And uh, I maybe there's some credibility here in regards to this. Um, I would love to know what kind of information he has seen but i know that this is probably highly classified material and we will not see the lights of you know the lights of this uh probably within the next at least 10 15 20 years because they will want to clamp this down and by they i mean the government will clamp this man yeah um hey, the, the the big they capital t yeah they they um facing retaliation is my uh, big question mark? Who's who's coming after him? That's my question. Um, Men in black, yeah, maybe. Tommy Lee Jones on the case. Will Smith on the case. I don't know. Um, well, but then again, we need Will Smith. That, uh, I mean, my yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we need Will Smith to kind of figure this out because, like, he was able to. And Jeff Goldblum, like, seriously, we got to get him on the case. You know, to you know, uh, sabotage you know whatever mothership is coming after us. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like. Unbelievable. It's also like, I think further on the article, it's backed up. Um, that defense contractor, I think, later on the article, right, Steve? I think there's. Yeah, yeah. Like, so uh, yeah. moving on here, Grush's claim is backed up by reports from others, including a defense contractor who the New York Times reported in 2020 had briefed Defense Department officials on a range of discoveries, such as items retrieved from, quote, off world vehicles not made on this earth. Hmm. It also comes amid a remarkable period in which the U.S. military has, for the first time, admitted to encounters with objects that seem to defy known technology. Mm -hmm. In a 2014 incident, a Navy Super Hornet pilot almost collided with an unidentified flying object during a mission near Virginia Beach, Virginia. Footage from 2015 shows two Navy pilots tracking an unidentified object flying off the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Another clip released in recent years shows that what has come to be known as the Tic Tac, or a craft that resembles the minty candies flying off the coast of California, in footage released or first revealed by Tic Tac. Oh, sorry, in 2017 by New York Times and the Washington Post, not mm. by Tic Tac. Uh, <laughs> it was just a publicity stunt. Uh, Grush told News Nation the feds have known about all this for decades and have been lying to the public about it. Surprise, surprise. There is a sophisticated disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral, he said. Hmm. John, do you believe in this? Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's, he's so vague um, that it could be something that fell out of the sky. It, I, are there underground bunkers with active aliens, all the crabs, and we're learning all the technology from them, and this is how Apple has... No. But could something, <laughs> could they have something being as vague as this guy's being? It doesn't have, it's not man-made. <laughs> like, okay. Well, that's the problem for me. Mm. That's the problem for me. If he actually mm -hmm. believes something, mm -hmm. why not come out and give a specific example instead yeah. of talking in vagaries yes. of, oh yeah, they've been, they've been collecting it for decades. But, All right, okay. well, clearly you want to spill the beans. Let's spill the beans, dude. Let's yeah. do it. 
You would yeah. not want to be in a society where your government didn't collect this information over decades. I'd feel <laughs> I'd feel unsafe. They're just like, oh, fuck it, kick the can. We don't need it. <laughs> like, I'd rather them do something about it. And I, yeah. I don't feel like they need to tell me everything. So yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure I've 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 on Rogan Rogan's had a couple people on that mm -hmm. uh guys in in military planes that have seen things. They can't really just they can describe it a little better than this guy. But mm -hmm. I'm sure there's stuff out there. I I don't think we're solely alone in this world. Something yeah. has to mm -hmm. yeah, something has to and if my government is uh looking at it or has it not telling us I'm, I'm not really that butthurt about that um yeah. I, if you're gonna whistleblow stop using standard words like whistleblower or or afraid for my life you're just you're saying the same thing everybody else is saying but you're not telling right. anybody anything mm -hmm. this is this is exactly how the tv shows go it's like oh yeah, yeah I've got evidence that the government is collecting uh, materials from outer space from mm -hmm. alien craft. Mm -hmm. yes. They're going to get me. And then they get them before they get the evidence out. Yeah. Yes. So why not, instead of doing the preface, which is going to get you killed, just give us the, the good stuff. Yes. <laughs> that way, when they kill you, we already have the good stuff and we're not left in suspense. Well, yeah. this is why we. This I is why it. I call it a narcissistic society, because he's more worried about his own safety than get the shit out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're not there a whistleblower you if yeah. I don't get any information, by the way. I'm, I, I, yeah. When Steve becomes president and I start making laws, you can't call yourself a whistleblower if you don't give us information. I think what you're, also doesn't you're help. You're just a whiny dude that knows something. Yeah. But guys, yeah. what also doesn't help is the National Enquirer. I mean, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like having Absolutely. those types of, you know, fantastic, like, oh, this guy was visited by UFO and these flying aliens. That's the problem yeah. that I'm running up against with all of this. Is it another conspiracy theory that is going to be poo-pooed off to the side because it's a National Enquirer story. You've seen that in the in the, in the supermarket. Well, we've been groomed years, to right? think that that yeah, we've been groomed to yeah. think that 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 way. And it, yes, I I totally understand. This dude has creden credentials. I would love to hear the whole story, but oh, what agree. he's giving me, what he's giving me now, I'm not that interested in. <laughs> like, right, right. I'll sit and there and read. Point. I'll read 14 pages. Just get yeah. it out there for me. I have yeah. no give problem. The, <laughs> give us the details, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, spill the beans. Seriously. Like, there should not be a serious, like, pushback on all of this, you know, in that regard, that he's threatened to lose his job or they're threatening to kill him or something along those lines, which I doubt they would. I mean, we're in the, we're supposed to be in a representative republic. Well, and he's not dealing, and with, he's not dealing with Hillary Clinton, so we should be fine. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, so even though even though everybody probably thinks of the Men in Black as like Tommy Lee Jones and, and Will Smith from the movies, yeah. every time I hear the term, I think of a, an old X File episode yeah. where there, there was a Man in Black who showed up. And it was Jesse Ventura. Nice, um, really? Who, yes, Jesse the Body Ventura, who oh. uh, tried um, to convince a gentleman that what he saw, what you saw, was swamp gas reflecting off Venus. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? When Jesse Ventura yells at you enough, he gets his way. <laughs> you get the point across. Yes, absolutely. You do. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Well, if this guy really wants the information to get out and not come from him, what he needs to do is have it put into a skiff, let MTG look at it, because she'll go spill the beans on Fox News anyway. There you go. So that's, you that's go. how you take care of it. Yeah. yeah. Smart. All right, moving on here. Um, Tic Tac, gentlemen. What flavor do you got? <laughs> Sprite. Ooh. Wow. Lemon lime, baby. How about hey. that? Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a rare flavor. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even mine. I don't know who got it in the house. So. There you go. Oh, there you go. They have good taste, whoever they are. <laughs> that's going to be a wife. Uh, Got to be a wife choice there, right there, I guess. Yeah. Mm, no, I don't think she. No. You know what? It does taste like Sprite, actually. No kidding. Wow. 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 That's wow. Interesting. Oh, interesting. 
Right, but it's not Speaking of interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> just, the, just the headline alone on this one. Oh, boy. Yahoo Finance article here to close it out on topic four. Double-decker airplane seats could let travelers fart directly in your face. <laughs> well, That's see, not next the headline article I have, how, sir. But, how uh, much <laughs> does the headline guy make at Yahoo Finance? That's what I want to know. We need to look that up. Seriously. He needs more. Yeah. As greedy airlines have continued to shrink <laughs> the legroom for economy flyers, one 23-year-old designer named Alejandro Nunez Vicente thinks he has the best solution for everyone involved double decker airliner seating yeah okay fair enough uh, okay yeah. All right. yeah yeah nunez vicente calls his innovation the chase lounge economy seat and its stack design allows passengers on the bottom row to fully extend their legs in turn the top row gets to more or less fully recline seats on the lower row can also fold for greater accessibility hmm. There's just a few pretty big caveats, though. <laughs> As many a jokester has pointed out, the arrangement means the top passenger's buttocks will be directly leveled at unfortunate travelers in the bottom row. That is problem number one. <laughs> and we're going to flash a picture of this right up on the screen here so you can see it. Um, so you better hope they don't pass any gas. <laughs> but in a recent interview with the... What did you call it? The crayon uh, newspaper? Crayon on the newspaper crayon world. Crayon yep. newspaper world. USA Today. Nunez yep. Vicente definitely assuaged those fart fears. <laughs> to directly quote the outlet, the idea is that there will be some kind of restraint here. Oh, my. Pointing to the, uh, he said, pointing to the petition, partition behind the upper level of seats. Mm-hmm. If a passenger passed gas, it wouldn't go straight through unless it were especially forceful. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see that being rectified. But anyway, go on. Of course, that in and of itself would be a fantastic invention just on a regular, everyday basis if we can yes. suppress agreed yes. uh, that are not especially forceful. Yeah. Although they haven't been around certain people after uh, spicy food. John. Yes. Um, I to mention baked beans. <laughs> yeah. Your thoughts on this design here? Like, what the hell? This doesn't make me think that flying is going to be any more comfortable than it already is. This this design, it's it's creepy. It's you don't like ass to face design. It's just not like I don't even want to have someone in front of me or back of me on an airplane. Um, Just just reorganizing them doesn't make it any better. Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't make for. Then you gotta I get don't out. see it. Yeah, you gotta get out of that chair. Like, <laughs> so I get that chair, right? So I get Wait the fart. The- I get the fart in that person's face. But mm-hmm. in boarding, then I gotta jump down <laughs> off of my other right. chair that you've designed for me, so I'm more comfortable. I don't understand. Yeah. 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 They didn't make airplanes any bigger. I don't. I don't understand how reorganizing the seats are gonna make it any more comfortable. Yeah. Well. There are some other drawbacks other than the Chase Lounge's dystopian appearance and indeed fart-facing setup. (laughs) Its added height means that overhead storage compartments are a no-go, ergo less room to store things. So that added legroom, it might just be eaten up by baggage. Hmm. Plus, while bottom row passengers get easier access to the anus. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) To the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) Top row flyers will have to, as John said, sacrifice their own accessibility, requiring two big steps to climb up. Um, To be fair, though, Nunez Vicente maintains that he envisions only one side of the plane being taken up by the chaise lounge and the other side keeping a normal seating arrangement. Oh. Offering, in his mind, the best of both worlds. Mm. Those trade-offs aside, Nunez Vicente says his design will appeal to airlines because of its efficient use of space. For airlines whose bottom line is a higher headcount without needing a larger plane, it could just be the solution no one is asking for. Hmm. Matt, your thoughts disagree. on the design? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I see this potentially working potentially working for international flights maybe like if you're flying from 
let's just say Los Angeles out to Hawaii or going all, all the way over to Japan and back as a potential solution. You know, in case you don't have to sit all in the one row, all that kind of stuff in the, in the, the big, large Boeings. For a commercial flight domestically, no, this will not fly. It will not. It's just, I foresee a lot of problems. I foresee, I foresee a lot of pro, really the, the problems I see are really a boarding and getting off the plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, they're fine. You know, in that regard, you're it's, asking people. It's already a zoo okay. deboarding a plane. Now you're going to have people jumping into the pile from the That's top room. Great. Precisely. Yeah, brilliantly said couldn't have said it any better steve really i mean and that's really the big issue everybody complains about both the onboarding and the deboarding mm-hmm. process of planes how is this how is the double deckers uh, essentially going to solve that particular it, problem it we already it, know it doesn't yeah. it solves nothing other than sticking someone higher than somebody else and losing your overhead yeah yeah so now you yeah. can't work now you can't you, you can bring your work on the plane but you can't bring a quick bag for a quick jaunt yep. to another state where you're not going to need your house. You're just going to need a couple things for a couple days. Now you can't yeah. do that. That's yeah. the thing. The image doesn't get across because they show you mm-hmm. the the smiling, happy, farty people. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't show you, you know, it's not in an airplane setup. So you don't know. It's yeah. not clear whether there's an overhead compartment in yeah. that setup. But as the article says, clearly not. I need overhead because I'll I don't go for long periods of time. I would like to pack a duffel bag that I can mm-hmm. exist if I'm on a plane, but I would also like to have my work computer with me if I have to get stuff done. It's yes. important. It's important when you do travel like that. You can't mm-hmm. you can't lose no. one just for comfort. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not how it's not how it works. Yeah, and, and you, again, I yeah. I just don't see the the benefit of this overall from a passenger perspective. You're talking, what if somebody mm-hmm. has those seats up and it takes them a little bit of time just to get up and into that seat? That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm concerned about. No seniors allowed. Yeah, <laughs> right. No senior is going to want to go up two flights of st- you know two steps to get above somebody. And then they've got to turn around. Then the deboarding process. Well, then they've got to watch their stuff. They have to turn around and go back down those steps. You're not going to take one step at a time to land on the floor of that. And, I just don't see that working. And if I they have to go don't. to the bathroom mid-flight, they're going to have to yeah, do it again. Exactly. And you're, exactly. going need, you're going to need more people on the airplane to assist with this, which yes. the airlines are never going to do because they try to <laughs> – that four is enough at this point. They're not giving you yeah. any more. Well, yeah. the, another thing, too, when you look at the picture, so the people in the bottom row have the legroom, which is now probably going to be taken up by the baggage since there's no overhead compartment. Mm-hmm. Right. The people in the upper row, they don't even have that legroom to nope. spare. So where is their bags going to go? Yeah. What Are the they going to like sit like basically like right on top? I mean, it would have to be placed basically on that floor where your feet are, which isn't going to be all that well. well. And they don't allow that because no. that's then free to fly about the cabin in the event of turbulence. They have exactly. to, the stuff exactly. has to go under the seat for yes. a reason. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. This, this design is off, but uh, it, it, it puts me in mind, gentlemen, how would you fix flying? What, oh. what changes would you make to improve the passenger experience? What do you think, Johnny? Less people, less seats. Um, okay. More, more, more flights. Um, hmm. Getting back never to gonna which, never going to happen. But getting back to yeah. TWA when they first started in the seventies or the sixties yeah. or whatever the hell, the, maybe even the forties. No, you were right. They said, yeah, no, yeah wherever like they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No mm-hmm. But they used to have the smaller planes, but they didn't fly because they were only domestic when they first mm-hmm. started. And it was all about it was all about the corporate comfort on yeah. the flight. They, yep. it, if they could, they're never going to do it because they want to pack pack of sardines, get you to Vegas to get you back to New York to get you to Vegas to get you. Back. That's all they want to do is pack you in like sardines. Yeah, that's why I I always fly so early in the morning. Like I don't care. Mm. Like if you're taking off at four thirty, I'm there. I don't care. Because I know yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a place to put things. I'm gonna be able to stretch out a little bit because not everybody's flying that early. That's why I fly. Sure, 
Sure. But if they could do just something like that, maybe even just make, get rid of the third seat and have two seats and just give a little bit of, just give people a little bit of elbow room, you'd probably get happier flyers. I would say that would be one that I would agree with, Johnny, what you just said. I think getting rid of an extra seat, but again, we're talking about the airlines here. And you're losing money off of additional seat per row. So that's you know that's one bit of an issue there. You got to be able to make up that money somehow. Um, for me, it's all about the on you know boarding the plane, getting off, mm-hmm. and the 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 big issue there is they're not building. I think from the back of the plane to the front, and I think that's because essentially what they do is they board from the front of the plane. Most of them do board to the front mm-hmm. and then work their way to the back. Yes. Whereas I think if you've got seats all the way back in row 32, you got to go through all of that, you know, everybody. And by then, everybody in the front has basically put their bins up, you know, their overhead compartments, whatever. Mm -hmm. Get the people in the back, get them situated, work your way up to the front. And then you kind of do from your windows into towards the aisle, that kind of a deal. If you're able to do it that way, I think that would help. They have um, all that information, right? So they can they should, easily yeah, do they that. Yep. If a kindergarten teacher can load a bus, I mean, can't an airline <laughs> load a plane? I don't know. I, <laughs> I actually, I, Matt, I don't know the last time you flew, but it doesn't seem to me they're boarding with any sort of no. um, sensible pattern, like front to back. No. Yeah. No, uh, last even, time, even it's stupid. It's it's all by boarding groups, yeah, which appear to be based mainly on how much money you are paying or whether yes. you're using the credit yes. card. Yep, it does not appear to be based on where you sit anymore. Not, not, yeah, I would agree with that completely. Um, I think the last flight I flew down was maybe 2018, so it's been like four or five years, definitely pre-pandemic. But um, yeah, I I think I remember. Yeah, it was literally like whatever you paid and whatever seats were available, yeah, yeah. you took that kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that I I would I would also agree with you on that point too, Steve. Yeah, that mm. I agree with you. The boarding processes oh. need to be horrifically modified, big time. Um, I think MythBusters actually showed they mm-hmm. tested this. I believe the most efficient way to do it, I think, was actually do the. Window seats, yeah. middle aisle, the aisle. Mm-hmm. even that was even better than back to front. Yeah. Huh. Um, but nobody's ever going to listen because you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's when, money's, customer. It's yeah, when customer. money's involved. I don't care about the people. <laughs> yeah. John, you had an interesting stat for us. How much money did the airlines make combined last year? Twenty nine point nine billion with a B. Wow. They can well afford it. Absolutely. You think? Yeah. Yeah, that that's well, crazy. Wow. Let's just mm. hope they don't use that money to install the ass to face. Yes, double decker. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh man. All right, and with that fun um, imagery, we yes. will conclude. <laughs> yes. Episode one forty one of two noobs talking. But before we sign off, we just want to say farewell to a legend we yes. lost uh, oh. last week, the Iron Sheik. Yes. Uh, truly a national treasure, one of the great heels in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we love you forever, Bubba. Yeah. Uh, and we will, we will, well, I don't know. He wasn't actually running the Twitter account. Maybe it'll continue. No. But, Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully. But we'll just, see. just, oh, for, that, oh, just yeah. for that, fuck you, Hulk Hogan. You're a jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> I put you in the camel clutch, jabroni. There you go. Mm-hmm. All oh, right. Oh, my gosh. So, does anyone have anything else they want to add before we get the heck out of here? Hopefully not a double-decker plane. Going to make sure my fingertips are all, like, ready to go for next week's episode for sure. I'm going to be here next week. Oh, revelation. That's leaving. That's leaving. Leaving for Cooperstown, New York, seeing the Baseball Hall of Fame with the father on Father's Day. So that will be a ton of fun, considering the fact that he has never been. Wow. 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 Great we'll try I was, to hold it down. I was, there, uh, I was there probably 30 years ago. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. 
See if I can send a photo to you guys, maybe. Yeah, please absolutely. Do. Please do. Definitely absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Please yeah. do. But uh, awesome. That'll be fun. John, you're stuck with just me next week. So, yeah. Uh, we'll try, I'll try to be on my best behavior. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll try. Well, we won't be together in person, so Matt doesn't have to worry about us exchanging blows. That'll be the, exactly. That'll be the important yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, apparently, you only get two of us for episode 142, but uh, for this week, the three of us, I do. Till next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Two Noobs Talking. Not only can you listen to our entire catalog here on YouTube, but you can also download us on your favorite podcast listening platforms, such as Apple, Google, and Samsung Podcasts, along with iHeartRadio and others. Have a great week, and we look forward to delivering another episode of Two Noobs Talking. Take care.